Hello, podcasters. Hello. This is where we tell you the code word for Pink in Paris. If you missed it live on the air, we did that at 9 o'clock in the morning. Here it is to call and get yourself on standby to see Pink in Paris. Eiffel Tower. That's what you're going to need. Eiffel Tower. Mm. Which is not as big as we think, right? For those who haven't been there, it's not that big? Oh, I thought it was pretty big. I think it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Uh, it's, it's quite small. Mm. Right. Mm. Okay. No, it's pretty big. I was telling you guys, my um, next door neighbour who has one-year-old twins, his wife is an amazing woman mm. because she has let him go on a 10-day work trip to Malta mm. and she has stayed home and he is there not working. He's with work. I don't think that's having amazing. A holiday. I don't think that's amazing. I just think that's wise. Wise? Yeah. And the points The points he's building The point up. system, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because I've got, got three nights away and I don't feel bad about it because I don't have mine during the week. Mm. So Scotty's constantly got his during, during the week when he goes to footy uh, and drinks and all that. So I'm building that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, his so wife, Jackie, said, yeah. well, he gets home on Sunday mm. and first thing she's doing is putting the twins down saying, I'm going to a bottomless brunch yes. with a girlfriend. I yep. said, absolutely, fair enough. No, no one can find that. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't want to break the bro code here, but mm. I did say to her as well, I said, one brunch with the girls on a Sunday does not equal 10 days in Malta. Oh, she's Look got more planned. girlfriend. She's got more planned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness me. I was like, you know. So she'll be like, Maddie said I can go to two more things. Yeah, and I'll say, yes, Luke, I did. <laughs> so there was an influencer. I think they're down the Gold Coast. Mm. And she was the one that um, her partner went for a, uh, went to the strippers. Mm. I think he was overseas or something, interstate. Went to the strippers. She wasn't very happy with that. Because right. he spent a lot of money. So she's like, he's in the dog box. And there's all videos of him having to bring flowers on. She said she took the kids out that morning and just spent a fortune. Mm. Yeah. But it sounds like it might have been all of her money, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they both are. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, but it just seemed like it was really divided. People going, that's not the answer. Everyone was like, oh, you go for it. Oh, right. Mm. So mm. people were saying, yeah, if he goes to the, to the strips, spend his money. Mm, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Everyone was like, lap dances aren't cheap these days, hon. You spend. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> uh, I hope would they, would, they would go up with inflation, wouldn't they? It hopes. So. Lap dancers. Mm. What about a cashy? No, that's all they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, are what are strippers going to do when we're a cashless society? Mm. Oh, they will have their own little, yeah, there'll be a little, little tap and goes. Yeah, people <laughs> selling the big issue. They've got them from years ago, the little mm. tap and go. So. Mm. Want to be careful, though, when a stripper tells you she's got tap and go. You might get the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah. I think they'd have to be pretty clear. But maybe they'd call it F-POS. Gonna <laughs> 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 have to change the name of it. Let's swipe that card. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Uh, here's today's podcast. Uh, at the end, we're going to give you answers for Alpha Bucks tomorrow. Start your day the better way with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. I often hear political ads and don't understand them. Right. You know, like, I know they're complaining about something, but I don't know the thing that they're complaining about. because mm. they're talking fast. It's written by Camera. My God, you guys have a job. That's so good. Now, there's this one going on about same job, same pay. The federal government wants to introduce a new law called Same Job, Same Pay. It doesn't mean equal pay for men and women. It means if you work hard because you want better pay, by law, you can't be paid any more than someone who barely works at all. <laughs> Let's find a better way, because Same Job, Same Pay takes your reward for your hard work away. 
so smells it, like communism to me. Well, well, it's so interesting because this here, these are actually business groups that have started these ads, and the legislation, legis- legislation, that one mm-hmm. has not even been drafted. Right. So this was a sort of a promise that Labor had made when they were going to come in, and they were, wanted to do like same, same jobs they pay. Mm. No one knows the details because once again hasn't been drafted, right. but they're just taking the initiative to complain about how it shouldn't be drafted as well. Right. So they're saying that if you, let's just say if we go in and we're doing exactly the same role, Stav, yeah. but you've been in it for 10 years uh-huh. and I've just straight out of uni, would get paid the same. See, I think that's ridiculous. So you should be paid by experience? Well, definitely. I mean, I saw the headlines this week when they were like, oh, Koshi was on this much and now Shervo's only on this. It's like, yeah, it's his first day on the job. He was there for 20 years. Like, yes, there has to be a build and an escalation. You can't just walk Someone who's been in a job for 18 years (laughs) would say that. But then other people are saying, why? (laughs) When younger people need extra money to Mm. try and buy a house, when younger people have so much more pressures on them than what you did when you started because of the cost of living, Mm. you're doing exactly the same role. Why shouldn't they get paid the same? They would still start at a higher rate than I started on because of inflation and whatnot. Anyway, they wouldn't start on the base rate that I started on. Of course, because it changes. But then if they're doing exactly (laughs) the same job as you... Why wouldn't they need it? Because some people are saying you don't need experience for some of the labour jobs that they're putting in. I'm just saying this is what I'm just having the conversation. So if we're both doing the same manual job, Mm. and people are saying, well, wait a minute, shouldn't they be paid the same? I just think there's two two sides to it, and I do understand for a lot of reasons that you kind of go, there needs to be equal pay because there's still that difference between males and females doing exactly the same role Mm. or job, but getting paid different, and that's just it's just ludicrous. It doesn't even make sense. So think, you need you need to make changes because of that, but I don't yeah. know if this law is going to do it. If you're chasing equality in that area, which we definitely are between men and women, I think yeah. it needs to be done everywhere because then I think people will, it's more palatable for everyone then to go, hey, you know, we're all on a pretty even playing field. Mm. The women should be the same with yeah. the men, um, especially when, you know, they take time off to go and have children. Yeah. You know, people should be more understanding of that. Because it know? used to always be like, well... They didn't ask for it. And it's like, yeah. no, I think we've passed that time when it's like, well, wait a minute, a male backed himself, so he asked yeah. for it, so he got it, as opposed to someone that didn't have the confidence. If they're still performance reviewed, yeah. then it should go off that. I mean, the other thing is too, and this is where it's such a hard argument, Yeah, Matt Shervington is a household name. Yeah. And no, he hasn't been doing what Koshy's been doing for years. He was on Fox Footy, so he's been on television for a long time. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's known all the way back. Like, his career and his brand as a person goes all the way back to Sydney 2000 Olympics. So that's 23 yeah. years of being in home. So he'll attract an instant audience. So there is there is also... But um, is that, but there's, there's not much money in, pl- in, in not much money in TV the same way that it yeah. used to be. I love that that's we're true. fighting for equal rights in a million dollar pay. Well, yeah. that's, well that's, that's, that's where they're all. That's where all the fights are. Hospitality is an award wage. Everyone gets paid the same. It's always been that way. And that's the thing. Do all jobs then become? Hey, we're all on the same hourly rate. Mm. Well, then that's and what Steph's saying. That's communist. Mm. Yeah, well, which you, is right. You, it's you good in theory. It's good in theory. Of course. But the other thing that you're taking out of this, Sherbo sat down. And he talked to someone and they said, do you want this? And he said, yes. And he signed that. So now until that contract is up here, he can't complain about so it whatsoever. you're saying that you get what you ask for? Yes. And you have to be happy with that? Or don't sign. Mm. Don't mm. sign, but don't sign it and then go, oh, I'm not getting paid enough for this because it was you that did that. And you had the chance, the opportunity to say to them, I'm not. And but then, then a lot of people away. don't know what other people are on. And I think that's where it's come down to a, a lot of women getting paid below men because it's like, well, I thought that was it. And mm. then they find out in that workplace mm. that there is so much difference. Mm. And I would say that it's not your fault for just, well, I got it. I should be grateful. I should sign it.
See, that's one. I'm not sure if they've changed that law yet, but they were talking about it because we all in our contracts yeah. have a clause that says the three of us cannot discuss what each of us get paid. Yep. We're and not I allowed have a to tell each saying, other. I'm not going to lower my pay for the men. I say that. Like, yeah, yeah. And we say we will take a pay cut so <laughs> that Abby can get that. No, <laughs> no but, but, but then I that would. Comes into, and yeah. I'd say this now I would, every contract negotiation, be more than happy for all three of us to be open and go in there and say, what are you getting? What are you getting? Oh, so that we all feel. Like, like it's fair, same, yeah. because it does feel like at contract time, we're fighting not just against the company to yeah. get the best deal for ourselves, but then fighting between each other not to here. get hmm. to get the right. Well, you're chasing the highest money that you want to get. I, but I see, I wouldn't care if you guys were on, say, a million. Oh, uh, see, I would care if because, you were because, on a million and we again, weren't. Because again, I was in the room. you floating in and out getting your drinks between the songs? Because I made that deal. That was the deal I made. So whatever, yeah. and I don't care what you guys are on because yeah. it's between me and, and the boss. But I'm just saying yeah. oh, someone who's coming straight out of uni does not have the same confidence as someone who's been there for so long and is automatically, yeah. you know. I had no confidence in in my bargaining capabilities at all. At all, I'm terrible at it. Well, terrible. I think you should be voicing these ads because you really do oppose them. <laughs> now, now we have uh, covered that off. I think we should move on to who is the real god. Uh, no, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> politics and religion, baby. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. I watched something yesterday. I watched a video and I got really emotional about it and I wanted to text my brothers and just say how much I love them, but instead I just um, sent them both a text saying, you're so lucky to have me, <laughs> with a link to this. And it's a TED Talk and it's by Jeffrey Kluger, who's an American author, mm. and he did a TED Talk. Oh God, I love TED Talks. Do you guys watch them? No. No, but I grab highlights of them here and oh, there for okay. things and I yeah. go, oh, that, Too long? that's good. You like them. Some of them now are only like 15 minutes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought some of them might be a bit too long. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Get to the punchline. But he talks about the sibling bond and about, you know, whether you were the favourite child, the wild child, uh, whether you were the middle child, shout out to you, Maddie, um, and how it can have a profound lifelong effect mm. on you. And this is a comment that he, he made and I was like... I've never, ever thought of it mm. like this. It can be a thing of abiding love. Our parents leave us too early. Our spouse and our children come along too late. Our siblings are the only ones who are with us for the entire ride. What? <laughs> now, of course, you might die early, they might die early, I get that. But, like, generally speaking, mm. your siblings are the people that know you the longest. That's insane. Yeah. It's not your parents. It's your sibling. Yeah. Well, I suppose, what, and what would become weird is when you get to the age, like your parents have always looked after you. Yeah. And your siblings. And then you will eventually get to an age where you and your siblings look after your parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I moved interstate, because it's my brother's. I was going to say, generally, just one, one uh, sibling gets stuck with that. But I'm saying you don't know your parents for a life, because, you know, yeah. they, they generally will die off. But yeah. It's just insane. And I was just thinking, like, they're also the, it's also the relationship that you don't maintain. I don't mean that in a bad way, mm. but, like, how often do you kind of go, do you speak to your siblings? You know they're always there, but I yeah. think it's a relationship that you, I don't know, I take for granted. I desperately wanted a sister, and I don't know if it would be different if I was closer to them. And mm. I love my brother mm. so much. But I'm like, we don't have to talk to 
I guess, maintain yeah. it. Does that make yeah. sense? No, I agree. I'm saying my sisters live a couple of blocks from me, and I can go a couple of weeks without seeing them. And hearing you say that now makes me feel like I'm a really horrible person. No, but you're not. Though <laughs> I think it's a wonderful relationship. I don't mean it as yeah. a bad thing. It's sometimes you don't need to maintain it. No, but you. It's funny with a sibling because. You've only got to say, oh, what about blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, yes. Cheryl, yeah, yeah. you know? are we the person that you know the longest? Yeah, I guess so. I did that, uh, yeah, I guess so. But, woo. <laughs> you know, I don't. All right, well, yeah. let's stop talking about it. Sorry, <laughs> no, I, I didn't realise I didn't realise. I know, realize, I know it, was a, it was yeah, a revelation okay. for you. But, but, and, but then you, the other thing you've got to look at, though, is, is, yes, that's your relationship with your siblings, but other people have vastly different um, relationships with this. Some don't people care. don't I'm, even talk to I'm, them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm. Whether you hate them, whether you like them, whether you, that you don't have anything to do with them, mm. whether they were so mean to you growing up, I'm, exactly my point. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm mm. saying it's just mind-blowing to know that that person is going to be the one that you know the longest. Mm. Yeah. Well, my grandmother is 93. Yeah. And she went to her sister's funeral only six months ago mm. and I, it, that kind of weirded me out thinking about that you know sister was yeah. in her late 80s mm. and I was like wow I, even at like you're 93 and you just picture a 93 year old like there's no one just their children left but yeah. you know there's three of her sisters still alive yeah. mm. and just passed away I, I mean I know you didn't like it Ashley liked it she'd never thought about it our producer mm. Yeah, she's fun. Mm. <laughs> and you're it, better stuff. I prefer you. <laughs> <laughs> Even crazy for you, Haley. you're a twin. Ah, yeah, that is a different so that's one. A... Yeah, so my granddad was actually also a twin as well too and his um, younger sibling, like twin, younger twin, died before him and it was mm. like not until like six years later he passed away. So like six years without someone that you've had there for your whole life is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 13, 10, 60, um, this is the thing, like you say, with sibling relationships, some of them are great, some of them are horrible. I hated my brothers growing up. Mm. Did you like yours? Yeah. I, I would fight with my sisters, like cats and dogs, yeah. but as soon as anyone turned on me, they would come out and mm. fight for me. My favourite saying as a young kid was like, I've got two older brothers and I'm going to get them onto you. And then I'd go and get them and they're like, fight your own battles. <laughs> yeah. He's too big. Have you seen that dude? He's huge. <laughs> <laughs> also, my elder sister, who is the straightest... In the world. She's an accountant, yes, right? Yeah. Breaks no rules. Aren't they both accountants? Uh, no, my little sister works in computer That's right, programming. Yeah, okay, stuff. yeah. Both but smart. My eldest sister, I'll never forget. I got in trouble by the police when I was a teenager because I was out Naughty. underage drinking and I had to go to the police station. Mm. And my elder sister was going to pretend to be my legal guardian so mum wouldn't find out. Wow. She's never, ever done anything naughty in her entire <laughs> life, right? <laughs> And I was like, no, I can't do it to you. Can't, <laughs> this can't be the one rule break. And I only just remembered that. Wow. She was going to break the law for me. Wow. We just want to know, like, what happened? Did you reconnect? Maybe you hated them growing up and now they've got you back? Tanya and Ipswich, what's your sibling story? Um, so my sibling story is I didn't get along with my sister so well growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as we got older, I offered to be a surrogate for her because she couldn't have kids. Wow. Um, she was never ready. And up about four or five years ago, she start, she had her first child and then she had a second child and I had to have a hysterectomy. And she actually was my surrogate um, for my sixth baby wow. that we just had um, 11 months ago. So, you... so we reconnected. Oh, wow. Yeah, you did. Wow, that's awesome. And yeah. So that's how it happened. What happened in those years that you lost, like, contact? You just, it, 
we still spoke. Yeah. It just wasn't, we weren't as close. You know, she'd still come to my kids' birthdays and things like that. And it's just different lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I get all teary. But how's, how's that? You weren't you weren't close, but you were going to birth a child for her. That's just mm, she did amazing. Yeah. Rose in Deception Bay, your sibling story. What you got? Hi. Um. Yeah. I've been estranged. I was estranged from my family for more than twenty years. I have two sisters and a brother, mm-hmm. and I reconnected last year. Oh. And it was the best thing. I yeah. I tried for many years to try and reach out to them, but I just got blocked. Mm. And my dad is now in aged care, mm-hmm. and I finally got a hold of my sister. And um, it's like for my sister, um, it's like the twenty years haven't gone by. It's mm. just we've reconnected in a in a really good way. And I'm fifty four. Wow, that's lovely, Rose. So, Rose, what was it it, what was what was it that sort of changed? Like, what was it? Was it your your parent being in aged care that you just all had to come together? Um, no, I've been trying to reach out for them for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum even made a, a fake um, Facebook name and I knew it was her, but she would never, she'd always block me. Um, it was unfortunately my ex-husband's mother that put into her ear that, you know, I was losing the plot and mm-hmm. they all stopped talking to me and yeah, and it's great. I love it. Um oh. My sister's got a granddaughter, and yeah. it's great. The reconnection is just, like, really good. You, you can hear the emotion in your voice, Rose, how much you missed, if you feel you missed in those 20 years. Oh, absolutely. We were a very, very close family. We're all five, um, four of us under five years old, so we're all born bang, 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 bang. Mm. Um, and, yeah, um, we were very close. Even when we were all married and had our first children, we were still getting together every weekend and having bonfires. And, and yeah, and then we all sort of, one of us went one way and one went the other way and it sort of just all fizzled out. Yeah. Great to hear that's all worked out. Hermione in Ipswich. That was a lovely story from Rose. What have you got sibling-wise? Um, so me and my brother, we stopped talking in my teen years. Um, I got pregnant with my son and we weren't talking. Um, so that was unfortunate. And then my sister got married when my son was about to turn one mm-hmm. and I was a bridesmaid. He was there and we just started talking mm. and we let water go under the bridge. Crazy. We just became really close after that. He got cancer a couple of years ago now. Mm. And then my bro- um, I had a son and I gave him my on, uh, my brother's name. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. oh, what an honour. It's honor. a bit emotional now thinking yeah. about yeah. it. So, but yeah, so my son has my brother's name as his middle name. Wow. So, like, it's crazy to think that a couple of years ago we didn't speak, we didn't pass each other on the streets or anything like that. Like, mm. it's just crazy now. Like, he's over at my house every other weekend hanging out with my kids playing soccer in the backyard. <laughs> Come on, Abby. I'm going to text my sisters. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, Bluey is a national icon. There is talk that this, I don't want to throw this out, I have heard scuttlebutt, I have heard rumours that it's going to wrap up soon. Oh, I thought you were going to launch like into a movie or something. Mm. Well, the creator has just been nominated for like a Queensland, Queensland Award. Queensland Award, yeah. Mm. Why, why would it wrap why? up? 
I don't maybe keep the quality, you know? Get out while the going's good instead have of... They, have they made that much money that they're like, no, I don't think so. I reckon there is a movie in it. They're saying they're going to wrap it just to keep the hype up. That's what I reckon. Once you've got the American market, there's yeah. so much more population over there. You know, yeah. think of it. Treat Bluey like Coke. Get a diet one, a raspberry one, a what vanilla one. Spin off, baby. Different animals. Spin it. Spin that bad boy. Would you watch the cat one? How I arrogant this could you one. possibly get? But. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then Stab would have to do uh, his little sketches on that, saying mm. jerk off. <laughs> it was a cat. Ooh, all right, jerk off. Yep. Anyway, uh, I do do Truey, where I bring a little bit of truth to the world of Bluey, because I think they're missing a few things out. And if you don't remember, last week they made a massive uh, big change to their family, and they got a pet. Truey! This episode of Truey is called... Responsibilities. Okay, now, kids, you know this is a big responsibility. Yes, Mum. You've got to look after it. Yes, Mum. You're responsible for making sure everything's good and it's all healthy. Yes, yes Mum. Okay, kids, this is your new human, Gary. Good day. Of course, the first thing we have to do is get him fixed. What? 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 <laughs> And you're going through this at your house, Abs, because you've just got a new pet, a new mm-hmm. doggo, uh, Zeus. Yes. And how's he fitting into the family? Uh, he's not toilet trained. Mm. Well, he is when I'm home. Right. Mm. But everyone doesn't want to take him downstairs because he's lazy. The other boys are lazy. I'm telling you, ramps. I'm not giving him a ramp. Ramps, make your life I'm a hole. A ramp. Okay, all right. Not giving him. Not and yet, anyway. You have been talking no, gorgeous, to us about uh, what the right time is to get them fixed because it, it can affect their growth and whatnot and all that kind of thing. Yeah, the mm. vet was saying like 12 months, but I'm yeah. like, oh, what? I don't want to take it to a dog park before 12 months and it's humping everything. Mm. You also that don't happened? want him to get used to it, you know? Mm. You well, don't it's know better what you've got to have never. That's true. Okay. Yeah. When I went to puppy training school, she said they were banging on so much about what um, desexing was, and and she and we were like, we're not idiots. And she goes, I'm so sorry, I have to explain this because we had a woman come back because we told her to get a dog to sex, and she came back complaining that she couldn't breed it. <laughs> wow. wow! Okay! Wow! Wow! So Gary is settling in yep. uh, well at, at the Truey household. Uh, the whole family is getting around him and pulling their weight and doing their responsibilities. But one member of the family might be more friendly with uh, Gary than is supposedly uh, respectable. I've listened. Truey. Today's episode of Truey is called Knock First. Hey, Mom, where's Dad? He's just playing with Gary. I'll go get him. Hey, Bandit, true. What are you doing with Gary? What's he doing to your leg? It's not what it looks like. Ah! It's not what it looks like. Yes, it is. Shut up, Gary. (laughs) True. Bandit, you naughty, naughty boy. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Here, the rules don't exist. Million Dollar Island. No rules, eh? Million Dollar Island. It starts Monday, 7 o'clock, Channel 7. If you miss it live, catch up on 7. Plus, uh, you're going to see this man on there, Ant Middleton. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Uh, is it as brutal as Hunger Games? What, <laughs> what is? It, how brutal is this show? Do you know what? It's a mix between the Hunger Games, uh, Lost, uh, Squid Game. It's just, it's savage. You know, they're stuck on this island... They've got to survive, and also they've got to battle each other. They've got to compete against each other in order to win as much, as many bracelets as they can to hopefully win 
a share of the million dollar prize. It is savage. The, exper- the experiment, which it is a social experiment, um, just blew my mind. And it takes a lot to blow my mind. You are such an adrenaline seeker. Like mm-hmm. you, you've just done so much. You achieve so much. You're so physical. Is there days when you can't just be bothered going to the gym or can't be bothered? Like how do you get your motivation? You know what? I have to stay disciplined. The moment I don't stay disciplined, um, then, you know, and I start twiddling my thumbs, that's when I get in trouble. So I've got to stay disciplined. I've got to stay active. I've got to keep on the go. And I've got to keep my mind active and my body active. Because if not, the moment I do, um, which I do sometimes, sometimes I think to myself, you know what? I'm just not going to bother. But then I just end up, you know, getting bored and doing, doing stupid stuff when I could Use my time uh, more wisely. So I've got to stay active, guys. I've got to stay active. Now, you're a, you're a big dude. You're a big dude. And I thought this was extremely brave because there was a show on Channel 7. We interrupt this broadcast. And they did, it was a sketch show, and they did a parody of you. It was quite well done. It, it, they did look like you. But did you see that? And how did you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I did see it. I did see it. It's a good job I'm exclusive to Channel 7 because I would have been knocking on a few doors. Um, no, no, I'm joking. You know what? Um, I, I don't take life too seriously. I know SAS seems like I do, but I'm an extremely relaxed kind of guy. And but you know what? I found it extremely funny. I'm quite happy that because um, we always talk about it. Um, myself and the DS, when we're uh, you know behind the scenes on on the show, we always talk about you know the funny things of what could happen and how how things could go completely wrong. So when they came out up with it, um, we sort of went along with it, and I found it quite funny to be fair. For you, they said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Ant Middleton, um, Million Dollar Island. It starts Monday, 7 o'clock, Channel 7. Now, you're a former UK Special Forces soldier um, in the Royal Marines. Uh, one of the big news stories in Australia has been Ben Robert Smith. Um, now, I know you probably don't want to speak too much about um, the case, and, and either do we, but as someone who, um, you know, is in an elite group of uh, men and women who have to go into very dangerous situations. It, it must be really hard mm-hmm. to make decisions on things in the moment. H- how do you think him and his mates who he would have been over at war with would be feeling about all everything that's going on and everything being questioned? Do you know, when the government sends you out to do things, unless you've been there and been in that situation, then you have no idea... Um, how you would act or how you would respond to, to any given situation. It's literally life or death. And when you're treading on that line, you know, I'm not saying we always get it right, we do our best to get it right um, and always get it right, but, we, you know, we do our best to, to, to get things right. But um, it's, it should just be, uh, you know, left where it is. Um, it's a very, very high-stress, high-octane situation to be in. And, you know, when you're dealing and walking that line of life and death, it, it's, you know, unless you've been in that situation, then, you know, I think people should be left alone. But that's just, just my opinion. Having been in these in these situations, we, we do our best to, to protect the, um, the people. We do our uh, best to protect the, the country that we serve. And, um, you know, we should we should uh, be given the discretion and uh, and the privacy to, to be able to act accordingly. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've only heard bits and pieces of it. I haven't followed it intently. But I feel like when you're talking about war, there is no black and white to it, mm. you know? And those, yeah. you would have been in some situations in your career yeah. in the forces where, you know, you've got a, comp- mm. the mission would change on a dime, right? 
Absolutely. You know, one minute you're, you know, your hearts and minds, and the next minute you, you know, you're getting attacked. Mm. Um, you know, you're in a, an intense firefight. It could be for hours. It could be for days. And then the next moment you're, you're going back into a village where, you, where it's hearts and minds. You've just got to have eyes um, everywhere. Hence why you operate as a team. And uh, it's, you know, we don't always get things right, but um, it's it's one of those where, we, like I said, we always do our best to make sure things go go right. But that's not the world that we live in. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's quite a brutal and savage world out there. But um, listen, it's all good. Um, but listen, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, TV is a lot less stressful, I imagine. I don't know. It's probably saying probably not. <laughs> Wait till the ratings come in. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, not as stressful as, uh, as, million, as, as Million Dollar Island. Yeah, right. Dollar Island yeah. was stressful because I, I, I wanted to get involved all the time. Um, I wanted to jump in because it was, it was you know, so fun. You know, survival element was, was obviously up my street. But the, um, the arena, the combative element, the competitive element, um, I just wanted to jump in on some of the challenges and, and get the job done. But it was great to sit back and watch these Aussies sort of... Uh, Get, get involved and uh, really, you know, really test themselves in, in the arena. Uh, so, it, you know, it was a great experience. It was great to host it, but um, hopefully next time I can, I can be one of the contestants. <laughs> yeah. Well, Million Dollar Island, it starts Monday, 7 o'clock, Channel 7, catch up on 7 Plus as well. Ant Middleton, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Alpha Box is worth 10 grand at 7 and 8 a.m. every day when we are live on B105. Here are your answers to help. 7 a.m., your answer, your uh, letter is O, and your answers are oats, overalls, and organ. And at 8, it's M, and your answers are marshmallow, mango, and mascara. All right, have a great one, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Top of the day. Shoes. Bring your shoes. We have a bit of a different routine than uh, a lot of people. Not everyone. Bakers are probably a bit the same. But when we get ready of a morning, uh, it's not like the house is alive and bustling oh, with, no. um, you know, children and merriment. And Do you guys get ready with the phone light? Yes. The torch? Yes, I so do. So I get ready with the torch and mm. everything is just like, it's basically like an army crew to get out of the house. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How, how about you? Do you have to... Because you've got a bit of a... How do you go with your allergies in the morning? Like, oh, they're, they're flaring. I just I just deal. I just no. go for it. Oh, do you? Yeah. And does everyone sleep through? The kids do. Esther doesn't. Mm. Um, but they wake anyway because I, I... Well, the kids don't. I give them a little kiss and Esther always rolls over and gives me a kiss before I leave. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. strange. Mm. And then I'm sure once I leave, she's probably like, thank God. I'm just starfish out. Yeah. Ah. Um, I try, I've been trying to um, get ready the night before. Uh, you have to. You've got to get all your clothes ready. Yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah, disaster. Makes it much easier. It does. Uh, but yesterday I went home and then I went back out. Normally my um, car key is in my kit bag, but because I went back out, I had it just in my pocket. So when I went downstairs, nothing worse than this because you think you've got everything and you go to unlock your car door and nothing happens. You're like, ah, the keys are upstairs. <laughs> Fob not detected. That's why I leave mine in the ignition. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. What's you always know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, uh, all, all befuddled, all, all, all shaputskis. I get in the car and I'm about halfway to work. And then I realize I do have shoes on, but they're my Ugg boots. And I have not brought my trainers. So I'm going I'm barefoot tootsies today. Why don't you just wear Ugg boots then? Heaps of people wear Ugg boots here. Yeah, they're too well, hot. was that a pajama day the other day? Whenever I'm, yeah, was it? Okay. I did not notice that.
You didn't know everyone was wearing their pajamas? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, oh we got we, the lift wasn't working, so I, oh. I was with a few sales girls, and everyone was wearing UGG boots and pajamas. And I didn't notice. Yeah, that. Well, I, didn't I did it. wonder why Helen, when we were walking down to the car park, she was in pajamas, and I was like, okay, did you she's not, just go and relax. You didn't notice that? I did not notice. <laughs> What I'm saying is I think you can go, but if you are on a work site and you mm. forgot your steel cap shoes, yeah, yeah. like that's an issue. Hey, mm. The question I have is, did you sleep in those Ugg boots or did you get up and put the Ugg boots on? I don't sleep in Ugg boots. I put the Ugg boots next to the bed because it's cold. Yeah, so he had them on. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So, but, uh, and you've got your sneakers here though. No, that's what I mean. Oh, you didn't do a workout this morning? I did in my Ugg boots because uh, I didn't bring my, I left my, I, I left okay. my shoes at home because I normally wear my Uggs in the car and then change over to my real shoes. Uh, I just, um, I just can't imagine you as a guy with, with house shoes. Like he, yeah, you just you know be barefoot. My brother got kicked uh, out of medicine because he refused to wear shoes. Yeah. What a bogan family do I come from? <laughs> no. They were operating on bodies and I was like, show some respect to the dead. They've donated their body to research, right? And he mm. got into medicine, which is really hard to get into, but he just felt restricted having to force to wear shoes. So he put the booties over his feet and then they were like, mate, I don't know if this is really suited for you. So that's when he went to pharmacy. Ugh. Well, he was just grounded. Now there'd be people dancing around in a big circle in Bondi. So he was just be like, before his time, yeah, yeah. living freely. Yeah. Mm. But there's nothing worse than that feeling where because it was like if I if it, if I'd have noticed like maybe one minute from home, two minutes from home, you wouldn't have was, gone back. I would have, if, 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 depending on the the time frame of like. I think it's if you get more than halfway, then you're like, well, this is my day now. Yeah. And you see it happen like people rock up, and especially people that get busy in, uh, ready in the dark where they've got to uh, work with two different shoes. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's just, I just got to cope with this now. That's, mm. that's what's happening today. It's worse when I used to do workouts here and I used to forget my bra. See? Oh, yeah. you're like, oh, now the whole day's ruined. You got to wear a stinky sports bra. Mm. Did you have to do that? I have had to do that in the mm. past. Yeah. It's yes. awful, isn't it? Oh, it's mm. the you worst. just feel disgusting. Yeah, you just feel icky all day. Yeah. 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 That's but so I'm... supported. Hashtag free the girls. Free the girls. Well, I'm freeing my feet today and oh, I yeah. apologize to everybody because I know that's not. Do you know what? Um, you don't have a standard, so everyone is okay with it because no one. Yeah. It'll like, be like pajama day. Everyone will just think you look normal. Yeah, I don't right. think anyone's going to. Because you sometimes walk around with Jeez. no feet. Yeah. Uh, no feet. No, <laughs> no feet. <laughs> the wing at the urinal with no shoes on, that, I, that's... I call that running the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, I can't But he goes to the that. cubicle. Yeah, so but you, be... you still got to walk past it. Yeah. And let me tell you, I wouldn't trust a single tile in that toilet. No. No. <laughs> All right, so holding it today. <clears throat> no, you're not. You always go. Um, you want people to call show. and join you here? Is that yeah, what you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 13, 10, 60, when did you realise it was too late? You're like, oh, no, I've forgotten that. Now I've got to work all day without it. Giving a damn? Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 13, 10, 60, what did you forget? Maybe it was something super important, yeah. you know? Like maybe you are a surgeon. You got all the way to the hospital. You don't like, take your own tools. Didn't bring my scalpel today. I forgot the heart. I no, forgot the heart. No cutting. What have you forgot, Tiani in Ipswich? Hi. So I forgot my entire work bag, which had... My laptop, my wallet, and my EpiPen for my allergy. No. Oh, that's, that's a little bit important. No eating for you today, just in case? Or is this... Well, no. So it happened a little while ago. But yeah, I was so confident because I leave my handbag in my car Monday to Friday. So it's just always there. Mm. Got to work. I was like, I've got my phone. I've got my keys. I've got no bag. Something you tidy out a handbag. 
I don't you guys probably wouldn't, but when you try to get a handbag or you new, use a new one, you're like, mm. yay, and then you realise how much yeah, you actually had in there, like, yeah, house keys. Mm. But EpiPen. Oh, I just swapped handbags, and yep. it's just like, why do I have all of this stuff in there? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you can't get an EpiPen, like, that'd be prescription, right? You can't just go into a chemist and buy an extra one. Yeah, you have to have a prescription, yeah. and you can only get so many. It's ridiculous. If you're in, sorry, you, if you don't have your script, you're yeah. going to choke to death here. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just stop breathing. It's uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> 13, 10, 60. You, wouldn't they? I yeah. think if you're having an attack. Yeah. I think we've got one in our... Um, no. There'd, there'd be one here first in our kit. first aid kit. But no. they'd be specific, wouldn't they? Are they specific amounts that you need to have per person or is it just a standard one? It's like one? a one dose, one dose, but there's ones for kids, one for adults. But no, they're not normally in... Um, First aid kits, you like oh. have to call an ambulance uh, and then yeah. they give it to you. Yeah, we only got like that's aspirin in ours. So, like, ridiculous. you can't give people drugs. Yeah. Glad huh? you made it, Tiani. Uh, Jill in Forest Lake, what did you forget? Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, it's a shoe story. So, I um, I had a job interview this particular day, mm. and um, like a lot of women, I wear sneakers to work because I have a bit of a walk from the car park, mm-hmm. get into my office, tip out my shoe bag. And not only did I not have matching shoes, they were two right shoes. Oh. And at least they were black and they were both wedges and sandals. But I was like, oh, my God, I have an interview. What am I going to do? Who can I borrow shoes of? You know, cut a long story short, it was either go barefoot or no, suck it up and wear your two right shoes. Mm-hmm. So thankfully, I didn't have to walk far to the job interview. Wow. Went across, yeah. got into the room, sat at a, a panel, you know, and under a desk. I'm thinking, and I had I had pants on as well, so Good. that helped, I think. <laughs> and I sat down, and I thought, no one's going to look at my feet. Yeah. Got through the interview, came out, and then cut a long story short. By afternoon, I got a call, and I got the job. So I thought. These are my lucky shoes. <laughs> <laughs> of course you got the job. They took pity on you. <laughs> uh, very good. Do you remember my friend Sarah, who's a top lawyer, and she was in court? Yeah. Yes. And she cycled to work. It was a new thing. So she was wearing, and she even was like, I'm going to wear the comfy pants. I, you know, you're was a cyclist. Padding? Le- the, pad, the padding Oh, one. yeah, padding. Nicks, they're called. So they've Nicks. got, they've got. it looks like you're wearing a nappy because you've got yeah. padding on your bum. Yeah. So she went there and she was running too late and realised like she hadn't had her clothes to get changed in in her backpack. So she had to wear those <laughs> in the court. No one said a word. Mm. And then after she was asked to go and see the judge. <laughs> and he had to give her a formal warning. And she's like, no, no, I've, I've, I've been expecting that. Thank you very much. That's clever because the other lawyer for the other team would be looking going as if this loser knows what they're doing Good and point. that would go easy and then Good you'd point. smash them. Like, oh, I should have lived, love, laughed. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Alicia in Petrie, what did you forget? Yeah, hey team. Um, we forgot our Falls Festival tickets in Tasmania and we were driving from Western Australia. Oh, we no. Back before you'd print them on email, were they the old school stub ones, were they? Yeah, nah, this was 2013, I think it was, yeah. and oh. the fine print was must have hard, like the physical tickets, and I think we were like 600 kilometres into our drive. Oh, no. What did um, you do? We realised, well, we were going to get them printed, but it's New Year's, like, oh, we'll get them posted, mm. but it's Christmas, New Year's, so the likelihood of them making, but then we were doing our first night part, because we're like, yep, let's try and get them posted. Mm. And then as we were doing our first night part of the drive, I was driving on the Nullarbor at mm. 100 kilometres an hour and the light relay died. So then we had no lights to drive at night anyway oh. and we couldn't get that fixed to Adelaide. Oh. So it was all things <sighs> kind of played against it. Yeah, not good. I did notice yeah. no one's called and said that they forgot they were married. So that was handy. <laughs> <laughs> When you get to work, is that an yeah, issue yeah. for you? No, just some. When you come up here, you just got just to remind some. yourself, I'm married, Matt. Walking I'm past married, the receptionist, Matt. I'm married. I'm, I'm married, reminding I'm married, you guys, right? That you're off. married, we know. <laughs> <laughs>
It's Dab, Abby and Matt on B105. I brought this story to you guys a while back and you had the right response of disbelief and uh, incredulity and also mocking me quite a bit and rightfully so because it was a really bizarre story that I didn't think could get any more bizarre. But a woman was over the man drought and the terrible peak of men out there in the world. So she... Married a ragdoll, <clears throat> a life-sized man. British? Ragdoll. Brazilian, apparently. Oh. Mm. Yeah. You think all the, the loonies are normally from Britain? No, it's just always written by the sun. Ah, uh, so yes. You know, that, that, mm. yeah. So mm. they, they like those stories, so I always presume that. Did it. she make the ragdoll or did uh, yeah, she purchase so. it? Is she the one whose yeah. mum made it for her? Yes, that's right. Yeah, her so mum made it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, always come back to parenting issues. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she made her perfect man. Well, no, see, because that was the story I brought. Not only that she married him, but she remember she was, he was cheating on her. That's right. With Marcello. other ragdolls or with other women? But with or? real women. With real women. She found a pink thong in the lounge room. So Very bizarre. <laughs> so things have escalated. Yep. Things have escalated. They've got three kids now. Oh, they've worked things out then. Well, they've got three kids now. One, tragically, has been kidnapped. They're, uh, <laughs> they're demanding a ransom of $161. Have they checked if a little girl has accidentally taken the rag doll? I don't know. if They, I, they, got, they got a rag doll ear in the mail, so it's pretty serious. Did the mum make him again? And not only that, but uh, Marcel, the ragdoll uh, man who is married to this beautiful woman, he's just, he can't, he can't control his ragdoll self and he's been caught cheating again. Uh, so she has done the only thing that any responsible woman uh, could do and has done in the past, in real life, in history. Um, she removed his penis and put it in a drawer. Okay. Mm. Did he have one? Mm-hmm. Well, does how do you he, think does he even children? know if the kids are his? Um, uh, yeah, I, it, this could be a it could be a great Brizzy Springer. Do you guys mm. remember speaking to the lady that married the bridge? Yeah, but she got over that. And we also yeah. spoke to a no, bird. but she was a mate. Like she was actually, I don't want to be this rude, but she was so with it. Like she was so mm. articulate, mm-hmm. and she even could, could sort of laugh at it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Didn't take herself too seriously. No, she didn't. It was called something, wasn't it? When you were in yeah, love objective, with a objective for something like that. Was well, someone that's married with me. the? Um, well, it's an object. Someone mm-hmm. married the Eiffel Tower. Mm. Uh, we spoke well. to a lady as well who was in love with chandeliers. She was married to a chandelier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a woman who uh, married a ghost as well. Yeah. Remember her? And he was a pirate or something. Um, mm. And that that didn't work out. Oh yeah. Remember? Yeah. He ghosted her. <laughs> uh, but. This, wow. uh, this one, though, this is one that I do read, right? And it goes on, like, she's, like, uh, the alleged cheating, he's sleeping on the sofa, she took his um, penis away. And he's made the of the sofa. He's sleeping on the couch, that's <laughs> true. And she's saying that, you know, uh, I'm afraid that other women will uh, take him away from me and with the, the um, kidnapping thing is, is stressing her out as well. I mean, for all the fun and games, it's obviously a mental illness problem. And that, but if like, she's the happy. people around her, see, well, that's it, that's what I'm saying, though. Um, she's stressing out about this kidnapping uh, and the stress is driving I know what you're crazy. Saying, but if she's happy making up this story and she's not hurting anyone else, and I guess it's happy for them to support her. She goes on to say, every now and then I catch him having a conversation with a girl. Mm. And when I ask him who it is, he tries to say it's his cousin. Yeah, it's ragdoll cousin. Well, I guess. And if you were, you, were going to make the perfect man... Wouldn't he be perfect? Huh. Like, so if she takes him to pillow talk, mm. is mm. that is that like going to, to a, a strip club? Yeah, for him. You know, yeah. like, does he go, go in there and look at all, look at all these constantly picking sexy little, women around the place? He's constantly picking little bits <laughs> of wool out of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, goodness. Uh, goodness. Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Get to the top!
Hello, cutie pie. Hi, this is Arnold. It's not a tumor. I've seen you before. You're in <laughs> You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you now. I brought this to the table, Abs, because you're a newfound fan of his work. Oh, uh, he's just funny in his old age. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, mm. like in, in the sense that he's, you know, he sends out these motivational things. I mm. just think, oh, yeah. Oh, you signed up to Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, newsletter. Newsletter. I don't actually read it because there's a lot of words, but just like the headlines sometimes. He's really mm. obsessed with, uh, like, food and sleep and um, just doing the work. Yeah. You read it, you've got to read it with his accent in your mind, you obviously, do, which you? makes it great. You do. Yeah. Uh, and just this week, he's popped up in the news twice. Uh, once because someone actually tweeted out uh, saying it's sad that uh, at 75, Arnold's given up on looking after his body and not doing his arm work. And he responded by just uploading a photo of his arm. And that shut him up because his arm is massive. Just one arm? Both he, arms? Just one arm. He's only, he, <laughs> he, only, he only has one side he of his body. He just bought a pig. Did you see that? I did not. It's pig's back. What do you mean he's pig bat? Pigs, pigs used to be big in Hollywood. Remember yeah, George yeah, Clooney yeah, had yeah. A pig he and... just bought like a teacup pig and he's like, welcome to the family. I don't know if he can do that now. He's like vegan. Ah, I was oh, going to say it might have been a cheat day. <laughs> <laughs> he does <laughs> talk about cheat days as well. Yeah, don't so get me started on that. Yeah, the yeah. rock's great on cheat days. But then some people, have you seen his yeah. cheat days? Yeah, it's just like a smorgasbord. Just be there for the cheat days because mm. he's so strict, he's so disciplined. And then he'll have, I think he has his own tequila, doesn't he? Yes, he does. So his cheat days always involve his own tequila. Of course. Um, and then he'll have like a whole pizza or two whole pizzas. Mm. And it's just fun seeing someone. Oh, so a stack of pancakes with bacon and yeah. stuff. It's hectic. Then yeah. other people criticise it and say, you shouldn't have cheat days, you should really yeah, reward yeah, yourself yeah, yeah, like everything. Glutton, Shut food up, wastage. Susan. I'm obsessed with watching people do like fitness stuff. I used to watch it while eating. Like, <laughs> I love watching people do workouts while I'm eating like a, a tin of Milo. As like everyone used to love that, watching the biggest loser. Oh yeah, into stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's come out uh, again because there seems to be a bit of a uh, a trend in Hollywood as well at the moment uh, of asking celebrities what you think happens to you when you die. Uh, Howard Stern famously did it on his show Everyone That Comes On He asked um, Stephen Colbert does it He did it to Keanu Reeves Who had a great answer He said I know that the ones who love us Will miss us He's like Sweet Nice one Keanu yeah. Is there anything that man can't do So Danny DeVito was doing an interview With Arnold Schwarzenegger The stars of Twins And he said uh, What do you think happens when you die or, And is there a heaven And Arnold Schwarzenegger does not believe in heaven. He says, uh, would I talk about it? I will see them again in heaven. It sounds so good, but the reality is that we won't see each other after we're gone. That's the sad part. I know people feel comfortable with death, but I don't. To he's, me, he's mm. very religious, right? I, get, I would say the fact that he just said that there is no heaven would indicate to me that he is not. But he is. Well, his daughter really is, because his daughter's the one that married the guy... That was in Jurassic Park. Help me, help me, help me. Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. No. Jeff Goldblum. No, the young guy. Uh, the new Richard one. Richard Attenborough. Ah. Uh, Pterodactyl. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Thank you, Ash. Um. What's wrong with you? Did they um, just recently get married? No, they got married. And so he, they're super religious because that's why she, he yeah. broke up with his ex yeah. and they had a kid together. And now he always posts on Mother's Day saying about how amazing his wife is to their two kids. And everyone's like, you know you've got an ex mm. with that's mm. looking after your other mm. child. And so he's cu- so she's currently married to Chris Pratt. Or is she the ex? You know, his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, so Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter is, married is currently to married to Chris Pratt. Yes. yes. Okay. They found each other through yeah. the religion. Right. And I was under the understanding. Right, yeah. okay. Mm. There you go. Sorry, that, that didn't make sense. Look, as long as when he dies, his last words were, I'll be back, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. B105.